And yet, here you are, drifting through the nothing. Will you float, or will you sink to the place where the mind melts and the body dies below the surface of reality? Here, the only thing you know is you and the stories you carry. Welcome to the Cryopod Tapes. Dreams of Christmas Black by Tom Zumwalt What the hell happened? And why is he still sleeping? He's been like that for three nights now. I know, I know. Best we can figure, or at least best I can figure. He was talking about missing his grandparents the other night before he went to bed. Steve. I don't know if that's what brought it on or not. Maybe he saw a show on TV or read something or saw an old photo that made him think of them. I don't know. But he's dreamed of them before and nothing's happened. But now this... And what is this? He's stuck in the dream. I've used the brainwave scanner we've been experimenting with and checked him out. And, well, all I can tell so far is that he's in a repeat loop. Maybe of time spent with his grandparents. He's back in 1964 or 65. Steve and Rin watched him sleep, studying the slow, even rise and fall of his chest as he breathed. Every so often, his eyelids fluttered. You've got scanner equipment here? Steve's left eyebrow jacked up a little, posing a question. Rin, that's unauthorized. Illegal. Yeah, so what? Look, the goddamn meds haven't helped, and lately he's been getting up a lot more than usual, not sleeping much at all. We've both been researching the hell out of it. The docs at the lab don't help, and don't want to help, so we thought... Okay, okay, don't tell me anymore. I'm security, you know. I know. But you're also his friend. One of his oldest, closest. So, let's help him. He's still hooked up? Mm-hmm. Wait. Look. He's twitching. Look at his face. What's going on? That happens every hour or so. Been getting more intense lately. Seems as though he's fighting something. Can we get any more info? Sure. Come on. Rin led Steve over to the oversized walk-in closet. She unlocked the door and opened it. Come on in to the Frankenstein lab, she said with a sarcastic twist in her voice. Whoa. You two set this up? A green glow leaked from two monitors and a bank of equipment on a small desk. Some of the equipment hummed darkly. Yep, had to. We know about all the restrictions, security and all that. Figured we might get a visit from the men in black. Just glad one of them was you. And I'm hoping you'll stay quiet about this. Jeez, Rin. You've put me in a real tough place. Steve smacked his head with his palm, rubbed his hand through his hair. You know what would happen? What would definitely, 100% for sure happen if Mind Gap found out about this? Of course I do. 
But he's my husband. He's your friend. And there were no other options. Other doctors? Useless. She pressed a couple of green buttons. Images slowly took shape on one of the monitors. Specialists? New Med, Radion, a couple of others that were referred to us as well. They all just threw up their heads and gave us that we don't have a clue look. <sighs> Idiots. Ah, oh, crap. Steve growled. Okay, so what's going on with this monitor? He nodded at the merging slash morphing images. We're seeing what's inside his head. And it looks like he's dreaming again. A lot of the same images, mostly benign. Christmas, playing with friends, pets, perhaps from childhood. This is some potent tech we've got here. We can actually see what someone's dreaming. Problem is, it's not anywhere close to accurate yet. It's like translating and understanding a new language. The language of dreams. Okay, so in other words, if we get an image of a tree, then... It's not necessarily a tree the dreamer sees. We're testing out some new software that interprets the symbols and images. Still plenty of bugs, but every so often we get a hit. How do you know when it's a hit? Mainly after the dreamer wakes up and we ask them what they dreamt. We can match what they tell us with the images picked up with our tech. What about Sam, since he's been asleep the whole time? How do you know then? Only what he told me before he went to sleep. Rin folded her arms across her chest and frowned. Jeez, Rin, and that's been three nights ago. He stared at her. Yep. Rin's face dropped. Normally she only wore her professional scientist expression, but for a second that vanished. No food, no drink, no going to pee, nothing. Just repetitive dreaming. Steve leaned in closer to the monitor, studied it, rubbed his chin. You mentioned his grandparents. What about that? Not certain, but something got him thinking about them and how much he missed them. I saw him crying just before he went to sleep here, but he denied it. He tried to laugh it off, and now images appear of him opening presents at Christmas the scenes are never clear. I catch flashbacks of his grandma and granddad, Sam playing with his toys, and periodically it all repeats. Then, every once in a while, something else appears. What appears? I'm... I'm not sure. What do you mean? Well, it looks like a cross between an animal and a person, I guess, but... I don't know, Steve. Rin shook her head. Can you describe it? I'm not sure how to, other than it was disturbing. It appeared to have many arms. Steve gave her the arched eyebrow look again. You mean like Kali, the Hindu goddess? Rin looked sideways at Steve. Why, I can't know about Kali? Steve asked. I read. Rin waved her hand. No, no arms like Kali. This thing had way more than that. She glanced at the monitor. Sam's overdue, 
so you should have a chance to see it for yourself. Then tell me what you think. They waited. Nothing but amorphous images for the longest time. Well, they had been regular, Rin said. Steve, you want a cup of coffee or tea? Sounds great, thanks. Coffee, please. I'm not going anywhere for a while, and I want to see if there's any change. Rin left Steve, and he continued to watch the monitor. Come on, Sam, he said. Snap out of this, man. We want you back. He glanced towards the kitchen when he heard Rin clattering dishes, then turned back to the monitor. That's when he saw it. Hey, Rin! There's something on the screen! Okay, she said. I'm coming! As Rin returned, she nearly dropped the mugs of steaming black liquid. Oh my god, she said. It's never looked like that. Steve took his eyes away from the screen for just a second. Here, let me grab those. He took the cups from her. Turning back to the monitor, he said, What the hell is that? I don't know. All I've seen so far have been hazy images of Sam around the Christmas tree opening presents. Sometimes one or the other of his grandparents walked through the room. But every so often there'd be this grossly distorted head on all those arms. There was something sickening about it but it was always faint, as though it was looking into his grandparents' living room window. Not this, though. Jesus Christ, Rin, look at it! It's hideous! Its face fills the screen! Stephen Rin stepped back from the monitor. I know. I've never seen it like this before. She shivered. Now it's in the foreground, and Sam, the tree, the presence, they're in the background and growing fainter. I can't look at it. She sucked in air and covered her mouth with her hand as she jerked away from the monitor. Well, what the hell is it? Steve retreated farther from the screen. The head is bulbous, like an octopus, and the eyes are huge. It seems to be looking through the screen at us. What is it doing? And why is it in Sam's dream? I don't know. Rin fought to calm herself. She had to keep it together if she was going to help Sam. Dreams are symbolic, so maybe it's a manifestation of his childhood fears. A pretty damn big and scary childhood fear. It sure is creeping the hell out of me. Steve rubbed his sweaty palms on his pants. He looked at Rin. Nothing makes my hands sweat. But this sure as hell is. Rin glanced at the other monitors. Oh no, she said. Oh no what? His brainwave patterns. They're changing. Changing how? Not good. He's slipping away. I think he's going into a coma. Could it have anything to do with what we're seeing on the screen? Not sure. But if I don't do something fast, we could lose him. His vitals are dropping. A sound from the other room where Sam slept. You hear that? Steve asked. Yes. Sounds like Sam. He's moaning. They rushed in as Sam jerked and twitched in the bed. Rin placed her hand on his head. We're here, honey. It's me, Rin. Steve's here too. From somewhere deep and distant, Sam's voice croaked as he licked his lips 
tried to speak. Rin, he rasped. Can you hear me? Yes, Sam. She took his hand. It felt cold, clammy. Not much time. Listen. We're listening, Sam, Steve said. We're going to try and help you wake up. I'm going to try a low-voltage shock, said Rin. No! Wait! Don't understand. It's coming through. It's evil. I can't stop it. You must kill me. Don't let it through. As they watched, Sam grew still, breath, shallow. Sam? Rin asked. She took his pulse. His pulse is gone, she said. She looked up at Steve as tears filled her eyes, her face pale. Rin, you mentioned a low-voltage shock. Will that bring him back? Not sure, but we have to try. They rushed back to the green glow of the monitors. What was he talking about? asked Steve. He's stuck in the dream, so it could mean anything. She worked the controls. Okay, I've set it for a low-voltage discharge. Rin pressed the button. Well? asked Steve. Anything? No, nothing. God. We're running out of options and time. She sighed heavily. I'm going to increase the voltage. It's all I can think of to do. She hit the button again. This time the monitor flickered, went black. Oh God, oh God, she said. That shouldn't have been enough to... No! What? Steve asked, but Rin raced into the other room. Steve followed swiftly and watched Rin perform CPR on Sam. Rin? Steve asked. There wasn't enough voltage to do that. She worked on Sam until her arms gave out, sweat dripping from her. Then she stopped. Steve, look, she said. Rin stepped away from the bed, exhausted. They watched Sam's eyelids jerk, then slowly open. Rin? Steve said. I see it too, she said as they backed away from the side of Sam's bed, their mouths and eyes wide. Sam sat up in bed, looking at them, his head misshapen and bloated. Something isn't right. His eyes, Steve said. They're black, Rin said. Seth was correct, said the thing occupying Sam's body. Its voice nearly deafened Stephen Rin. Do not let me through. I enter your world, your reality. 
It laughed, the sound ancient and bottomless. been listening to cryopod tapes today's story was dreams of christmas black written by tom zumwalt thank you so much for listening to this last episode of 2021 and from cryopod tapes we wish you all a merry christmas and a happy new year this episode was produced and narrated by ted huggins the original music was also produced by ted huggins Thank you all again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Cryopod Tapes.